This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we have our first guest on uh, Fly the W. You will catch him doing play-by-play for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. We have with us Sam Wiederhoff. How are you, Sam? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, it's an honor to be the first guest on the show. Well, you know, right now for Cub fans, it's just been kind of a tough up-and-down season, but what I keep telling people is the future looks bright. And we really wanted to get some of the minor league play-by-play guys in here to kind of tell us what they're seeing, to give us hope for the future. And Sam, there's no better place to start with Myrtle Beach. Tell us about the Myrtle Beach Pelicans this year. Oh my gosh. I mean, where do you start with with the Pelicans this year, man? It's been an incredible season, uh, 32 and 12 at the time of recording this and just got done with a 12 game winning streak. I mean, just the guys that are playing here right now are just meshing together so well and it's showing on the field. It's been the most exciting baseball I've ever called. And I mean, you're right, Crawley. The, the future is, is very bright and it's starting here in Myrtle Beach with, uh, you know, obviously Pete Crow Armstrong and James Triantos and Kevin Alcantara. Uh, it, it's been so fun to watch and uh, I can't wait to continue to watch these guys develop. And so like we talked about before, you, you know, you, you mentioned three names there and, and I have a feeling in the future, people are going to be shocked that those three guys were in the same lineup batting one, two, three. Let's kind of break down what we have right now when we have uh, let, let, let's start with uh, uh, James Triantos. Let's start with James there. He was a draft pick of the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. Second round pick last year out of high school. And I saw him in spring training. And I mean, like he just looks like a ball player, like right out of central casting. What can fans expect when you see James Triantos? What does he bring to the table? I mean, he's so young, but he's such a smart kid at the plate. Um, you know, plate discipline is really not an issue with him. Um, and talking with our hitting coach, Stephen Polakov, like he said that his problem isn't his pitch selection, but just choosing the right pitches that he wants to hit because he knows that he can hit uh, just about any pitch that's that's given to him in the zone. So it's just choosing the right pitches to kind of drive and working on that power. But James has been such a fun player to watch right now. He's on a, a 30 game on base streak as of right now. I believe a 16 or 17 game, 16 or 17 game hitting streak. Uh, just such a fun player to watch. His contact is incredible. Now just working on kind of driving gap to gap and looking for a little bit more of that power. But um, the defense has been great so far at third base, and he's just such a fun young player to watch uh, at third base so far this year and a great two or three spot hitter so far for the Pelicans. All right. And you also mentioned, let's go with uh, Kevin Alcantara, uh, picked up in the Anthony Rizzo trade. 
Yeah, Kevin's been – he's been another fun guy to watch this year, another young gun, um, but batting in that 3-4 spot in our lineup. And his power is just so jumpy off that bat. I mean, he gets a hold of one, and that thing goes. Um, he's got a long swing, but once he makes contact, I mean, he's got a lot of power. So he's still got a little bit more develop, development to do. He strikes out uh, not at a huge rate, but, um, you know, still working on that pitch develop, or that uh, plate, plate discipline. Um, at the plate, but no, Kevin's been a great player to watch and, uh, you know, just excited to where that just to see where that power can take him because the Carolina league has always been known uh, as a pitcher's league and especially Pelicans ballpark is a very pitcher friendly ballpark. Um, so just seeing Kevin uh, kind of outside of that area and, and seeing where his power goes, uh, has been fun to watch so far this year. And now let's get to the, to the big name right here. Pete Crow Armstrong, uh, they got him from the New York Mets. And from what I'm hearing, New York Mets scouts are absolutely livid that they let this guy go. Uh, and I believe he's now in the, in the top 100 prospects in all of baseball. So that has got to be exciting to watch. Yeah, number 97 by MLB Pipeline. He's all the way up to number three in the Cubs system by MLB Pipeline. I mean, he's just been absolutely incredible. And I've heard that the Cubs have been really – uh, shocked in a good way that he's playing so well after his uh, torn labrum, the shoulder surgery last year, or two years ago. No, it was last year um, in the Mets organization. Just the way he's been able to come back from that um, and just hit so well. I mean, the guy does not strike out a lot, and he's a very aggressive hitter. You'll see him hitting the first or second pitches of the at-bat all the time. And when he, when he again, when he makes contact, that ball goes pretty far. So he's been showing power. Uh, the bat-to-ball skills are definitely there. And then defensively, he's made some good catches in center field, too. So no surprise to see him break the top 100 in MLB pipeline. Not sure how much longer we're going to have him here in Myrtle Beach, but I'm trying to enjoy it while we do and seeing him play day in and day out. But Pete Cor Armstrong is going to be a name that Chicago Cubs fans are going to want to hear or are going to be hearing for a long time, that's for sure. And, and, and so, Sam, here's the thing for me is that when I take a look at the Cubs' history, their players – the weakest they've ever done as far as when you think about who are the all-time greats by position is center field. I mean, like, you know, you had Bobby Dernier at the end of the career. You had uh, Kenny Lofton as a rental. You had, uh, you know, Jerome Walton, rookie of the year, but not much after. So it's like you can't think in the modern game, like, you know, tell me a great Cubs center fielder, and it's just – it's not there. And so, you know, I'm hoping that if it's going to be Pete Crow Armstrong or – I don't know who, but, but uh, you know, just right now for Cub fans, there's just so much excitement uh, when you hear Pete Crow Armstrong's name. Yeah, and I think he can definitely be that guy. And just talking to Pete personally, I mean, he's super excited to one day get up and play for the Chicago, Chicago Cubs and play at Wrigley Field. And another thing about PCA is that his, the fire that he plays, plays with and the emotion that he plays with on the field is just something that I've never seen before. He's very passionate, a very competitive player. Um, and he loves the organization. You know, when he was traded, he said he was a little bit shocked uh, when he was going from the Mets to the Cubs, but he's fallen in love with this organization and uh, done extremely well so far. So I, I cannot wait to see him rise up the ranks, and he's definitely going to be a guy that uh, can be that stable center fielder up in Chicago in a couple of years. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's so fun to think about. And when you talk about, uh, you know, when you make those trades and you get – I hope he really wants to stick it to the Mets so that every time the Cubs play the Mets, you know, cause here's what we gotta do. You know, we trade the Cubs traded Eloy Jimenez to the white Sox, And it seems like every damn time the Cubs play the Sox, 
Eloy is hitting bombs and, and, and it's just like, Oh God, just a reminder. And so I just hope it goes the other way. I hope that when PCA does come up to Chicago, that he's able to just destroy the Mets and just wants to kind of show them what they let go of. You know what I mean? Well, no, you're exactly right. I mean, he has told me that, you know, he's still friends with a lot of guys in that Mets organization. Um, You know, he was their first round pick in 2020. So he was right into the fire. um, Still knows a lot of those guys still keeps up with them, but uh, you know, one thing he definitely he told me that when he found out he was traded for Javier Baez, he was like, I think my hard work is finally starting to pay off here because if that's what the Cubs are getting in return, then I think I'm definitely doing something right. And that was kind of what what got him going. And he's proving that here in single A in 2022. Now, last time I checked, I mean, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans had the best record in all of minor league baseball. I don't know if that's still the case, but I mean you know, you just have those three guys that we talked about, who would you say is maybe under the radar that the name's not as big, but someone that Cup fans should really kind of pay attention to because could be someone that could be a a breakout star in the future. I mean, the cool thing about this 2022 Pelicans team, at least in the first half, is just there's so many guys that are playing so well. And so there's a big, you know, selection to choose from when you ask that question. Um, I would go with B.J. Murray. Murray was a late-round draft pick by the Cubs last year, coming out of Florida Atlantic. Um, Had a really good 2021 college season. He was second-team Conference USA. Didn't really have a lot of expectations. He played in Arizona last year to finish off 2021 and then came up and started with the Pelicans this year. Played about five games and then got injured for uh, a few weeks. But coming off the IL, Murray has been awesome. His OPS is over nine, uh, batting over 300 for the season. And he's reached base, I believe, in 20 of the last 23 games with uh, three home runs and like 10 or 12 doubles, something like that. Like he just has so much pop off the bat. And the cool thing about him is that he's a switch hitter. So um, he's got he told me he's got a little bit more power from the right side than the left side. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that can play the corner spots. He was a third baseman in college but he's been learning the first base spot for the Pelicans. And I think the Cubs are trying to uh, trying to fill him in that spot, but just a really fun player to watch a great guy, very humble, but said he's having the most fun he's ever had playing baseball uh, here in 2022. He comes out of the Bahamas actually, and then went to FAU and he's just been a really fun guy to watch. And um, you know, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he could break that top 30 Cubs prospects list by the end of the year. Talk to me about Luke Little because I met Luke Little and 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 the name is not an adept descriptor right there. He is not a little man at all by any means. Absolutely not. And when I met him on Media Day, he's six eight. I believe it's got him listed at six eight. He might be a little bit taller. I'm five five. Um, so we did a nice little picture, and I mean that's probably the best picture I ever have because I'm just staring up at him trying to interview him. Uh, but super nice guy. The velocity is incredible. I mean, he's, I don't know if he's reached 100 quite yet this year, but he's been throwing high 90s consistently. Now, he is on a pitch limit and an innings limit. So we haven't really seen him go a long ways. I believe his highest is three innings this year. Um, but he's been solid as if coming out of that starter role. I don't know if he'll uh, continue to do that. I think he kind of profiles more as a reliever. So as the, the development goes on, little could move to that bullpen. But I mean, it's tough to hit a 98, 99-mile-an-hour fastball when you're seeing that, uh, you know, throughout the game. So he's been a great guy to watch, and then that stuff uh, is getting better with his off-speed pitches too. So uh, just looking forward to seeing Little uh, throughout the season and and how he can develop as a pitcher, but he's gotten a great start so far, that's for sure. You know, the, the thing that we talk about when, when, I, when I talk to people about the original core that came through and won the World Series for the Cubs in the 2016 – that that group of minor leaguers that came through, there was a lot of position players, but not as many pitchers. 
And, it, it, you know, the more I start to look, the more pitching I do see in the minors. Is there anyone else that you would say in Myrtle Beach that when you watch them pitch, you say, I can see this kid doing something in the major leagues one day? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the storylines coming into this minor league season in the Cubs organization was how good the South Bend rotation is. Um, and don't get me wrong. I mean, they have an incredible rotation, but I think there's been some guys that uh, deserves a little bit more recognition. I mean, Porter Hodge got uh, the minor league pitcher of the month for April in the Cubs organization has, a, uh, has had a little bit of speed bumps here in May, but is getting better. Um, he's a guy that's just super chill on the mound, but once he gets out there, I mean, he turns into an absolute competitor, um, got a good fastball, some good off-speed stuff too. And then Luis Devers, I think he was kind of the guy that, uh, was the highlight of this rotation coming into this year. He ended with Myrtle Beach last season in the bullpen, now moving to more of a starter role. We knew he was coming back, and he's been awesome so far this year. Um, I think that ERA is just a little bit over two, and uh, his fastball has been looking really nice. So I think Luis Devers, Porter Hodge, those are two guys that uh, Cubs fans are going to want to pay attention to on this Pelicans roster that you know wasn't maybe might not have been known for their pitching coming into 2022, but – uh, that's just been another part of this team that's helped us uh, be so good this year. Sam, you know, I, I was out at uh, South Bend this year. I've never been to Myrtle Beach. Tell Cub fans if they if they want to come down and get a little bit of a vacation, see some good baseball. What does Myrtle Beach have to offer? Everything. I, I don't know what we don't have to offer. I, Myrtle Beach. I'm biased. I think Myrtle Beach is the best location for a minor league baseball team that there is. Uh, a great vacation town, but you got some awesome golf courses. Water parks, of course, you got the beach, some cool bars and restaurants. I mean, there's just everything out here. So you can do all that stuff during the day and then catch up on the uh, the newest Cubs prospects at night and catch a Pelicans game. But, I mean, the weather's just awesome. I was watching some of the uh, South Bend games earlier in April and early May, and, you know, everyone's pretty lathered up and wearing jackets and uh, turtlenecks. And, you know, we're out here in 75, 80-degree weather taking batting practice with no sleeves. I mean, it's just – that's just how it is here. So there's a different vibe here in Myrtle Beach, but it's it's incredibly fun. And uh, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come down here for a game. I got to tell you, Sam, I, I was there opening opening weekend in South Bend, and I threw out the first pitch, which was a strike, by the way. I just want to make sure for the record we're aware there it was a strike. But, oh, my God, the real feel was 30 degrees. <laughs> it was uh, – it was mighty cold, and and the one thing I remember about Myrtle Beach is you guys got a great pup over there that can that 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 helps get the bats. I'm like, what a good dog! What a good dog you guys have there. And then the other thing I thought about was the uh, the beer bats. I think you were one yeah. of the first teams I remember that were doing those beer bats. Yeah, well, uh, so the bat dog is Slider, and uh, he's the third bat dog. We've actually had one since the team was uh, founded in 1999. So Slider's the third one guy's awesome i mean he's out there getting bats and i tell you who loves slider james triantos they get along so well and he loves when slider comes out and gets the bat after triantos obviously gets a hit because that's all he does um so slider's a big part of our show and yeah of course the beer bats that went viral last year uh you know the funny thing was they go viral last year but we've been selling them since 2019 so that's been a fixture of our games for a while and i actually have one in my room not too far away so uh I mean, I think we put on the best show in minor league baseball. We got some really cool things and beer bats and slider are two of the things that make Pelicans games so fun to watch. So Sam, some exciting news for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans and for all the minor league affiliates. Marquee announces that we are going to have some minor league games to watch so we can see what's going on in Myrtle Beach. Tell me about that. Yeah, so that was something that started last year. We got four or five games on Marquee last season, and I think it's just, you know, 
the the way the big league club is going, I think the focus is really coming on toward the minors and and bringing these young guys up and looking forward to a new core uh, for the future of Chicago. So we'll have six games on the Marquee Sports Network starting off with this Saturday on June 6th, I believe it is, um, against the Delmarva Shorebirds. Six games on there. Every other affiliate has games on there. I think it's really cool, um, you know, not only as a broadcaster to be able to broadcast on the Marquee Sports Network, but for these players to be introduced to, to Cubs fans watching in Chicago and they get to see him for the first time. And, I mean, I can't wait for fans to watch Pete Crow Armstrong and James Triantos, Kevin Alcantara, Reginald Preciado, um, you know, those guys that make up this Pelicans roster playing on the mothership, on the big Cubs network. It's going to be awesome. So uh, love the love what Marquis doing. We have a great partnership with them and just can't wait to get those games on there the rest of the season. Sam, I really want to thank you for your time. And and for Cub fans that don't follow you, uh, where, where would be the best place to follow you on your socials? Where where, where, where can we, we see some of the stuff that you put out? Yes, sir. My Twitter is at Sam underscore Wiederhaft, and that's W-E-I-D-E-R-H-A-F-T. My Instagram is at Wiederhaft, same spelling, um, and I'm on Facebook as well. So, Crawley, thanks for, thanks for bringing me on, man. I love talking about the Pelicans just because of, uh, you know, how good we've been this year. And uh, again, I appreciate being that first guest. Yeah, like I said, you guys earned it. And, and Sam, I love what you do. And we look forward to having you back on the show again. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you again. All righty, Sam Wiederhoff, play-by-play announcer for your Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Thanks again.